Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Myers. And in honor of thyroid week that we're having over at livetoone110.com, I am going to be replaying a classic Live to 110 podcast that I did with Luke Pryor, who's a fellow nutritional balancing practitioner. And we did this show on how you can heal your thyroid and get off your medication for good, no matter what thyroid condition you have, be it Hashimoto's, Graves' disease, just generalized hypothyroid, whatever the issue is, you can get off your thyroid medications. The only exception is if you've had your thyroid irradiated or removed. In those cases, you do have to take thyroid medication. Um, But the problem is most people have been told by their doctor that they have to be on thyroid medication for life, and this could not be further from the truth. While modern medicine is amazing, it's not a healing modality, so I can't stress that enough. Doctors don't think in terms of healing the thyroid, just giving medication to replace hormones and relieve and cover up symptoms. But even this does not work for many people. So Luke is going to tell you how you can heal your thyroid, be the lack, uh, the problem, be the lack of hormone production, autoimmune thyroid issues, or any other issue related to thyroid dysfunction. But first, keep please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition, and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment that we suggest on this show. Everyone, I would so appreciate it if you could take two minutes to give me a review on iTunes. I would love to have some positive reviews because that would help me get into the search engines on iTunes and help me spread my word on health. So I would appreciate your help so much. And I have some exciting news. We just wrapped up the thyroid sessions with uh, Sean Croxton from Underground Wellness. And I was so pleased at the amazing response that I got from my session that I did with Sean talking about how you can toss the hormones and heal your thyroid. And um, I'm just really um, can only say from the bottom of my heart, I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed by the huge response. There were over 800 comments on my presentation and interview that I did with Sean. And it really goes to show you that uh, people really need to hear that they can heal heal their thyroid. It is possible. It's just not uh, a mainstream idea. It's, um, I guess, kind of a radical concept. It's kind of like the just day-to-day regular old business over here at Live to 110 and when I'm working with my clients. Um, but many just are not aware that there is a program called Nutritional Balancing that can remineralize their body and uh, detox their body and get their thyroid working again on its own and producing its own, own hormones. It is possible. So again, thanks for all the love for all you guys. And uh, if any of you guys missed it, you can go and purchase the, the 30 speakers that they had at the thyroid sessions. It's called the Second Opinion Series, the Thyroid Sessions. And you can go to thethyroidsessions.com and buy that for 50 bucks. Not a bad deal. 
And uh, for everyone also, I've got something new on the website. It's called the Modern Paleo Survival Guides. It's a new download that you can get for free just by joining the Live to 110 community. These are little guides, little synopses and charts of information I have in my new upcoming book, The Modern Paleo Survival Guide. And so you'll get five charts. One's on proteins, what's on, one is on fats and oils. Uh, one is on the modern paleo diet, an outline of the diet and foods that are off limits and one other one. So you can go just uh, go to live2110.com and just look on the sidebar. You'll see a little, uh, little graphic that you can press. And then you can just give me your name and email, and I will shoot that right over to you. But you also get the Modern Paleo e-series, all about the Modern Paleo diet, and my other e-book called Live to 110 by Weighing Less. So go check that out. And also, for any of you that are not in the know, I just started the Modern Paleo Cooking Show on my YouTube channel. You can check that out at wendylivetoo 110 on YouTube.com having a lot of fun over there. You know, I talk a lot about the modern paleo diet, but I figured I need to show you guys how to cook it as well. I'll give you some, uh, some meal ideas and whatnot. So go check that out. So today's show is really important because I hear all kinds of shows on the thyroid talking about how you could, how you need to take natural hormones instead of synthetic ones, or that you need to add T3 for some people. Like they're talking about some revolutionary thyroid cure. That's great, but it's not enough. It may be an improvement upon mainstream medicine because most doctors just automatically write you a prescription for synthetic thyroid hormones called Synthroid. Um, that's just kind of the standard treatment of care, but it's, it's not enough. And I just I don't really understand why is, anyone isn't talking about healing the thyroid. Because like, why don't you want to just get it working on its own by addressing the underlying causes as to why it's not working? And many people like myself are producing plenty of hormones. You know, I don't need a hormone replacement. I don't have autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's. Yet my thyroid function was just a little bit low and I had hypothyroid symptoms, namely low body temperature and some weight gain, etc., brain fog. And doctors could do nothing for me. You know, people like me, they just send home and say, "Hey, good luck. There's nothing wrong with you." Your tests are normal. Just you just need to exercise less and uh, uh, exercise more and eat less. Uh, thanks. You know, I uh, that's not really the uh, what I'm looking for when I go to my doctor. So don't take being sent home and told that you're fine. If you feel that there's something not right in your body, it's not right. If you have thyroid symptoms, you have a thyroid issue. I don't care what tests say. Not all tests are 100% accurate, and the typical panel you're doing at your doctors only tests your thyroid from one angle. And as Luke is going to talk about today, that the, the hair mineral analysis that we use to test your thyroid, test it from a different angle. We test what is happening to the thyroid hormones after they leave the gland and if they're actually getting into the cells. Because if your thyroid is making hormones and it's not getting into the cells, and if you supplement with hormones and they're not getting into the cells, guess what? You're going to still have thyroid symptoms even if you're on hormones. And I think this is what a lot of people find even when they do supplement. So Luke's going to fill us in on the blanks on what is really causing thyroid problems and how to truly heal your thyroid. Hi Luke, how are you? Doing good. How are you, Wendy? I'm fantastic. 
It's uh, very nice to have a fellow nutritional balancing practitioner on the show. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and I'm, I actually met you on uh, Facebook on a, a nutritional balancing group that we both belong to, or you know, everyone exchanges ideas and uh, talks about nutritional balancing. Um, so I'm really, really glad that I met you because you are particularly knowledgeable about the thyroid. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and why you decided to become a nutritional balancing practitioner? Okay, well, I'm 23 years old, and I live in a small town called Grass Valley in Northern California. And I was studying, actually, kinesiology because I wanted to be a fitness instructor. You know, I was really into fitness. Um, It started when I, uh, you know, I was working at a gym, and I thought that's how you got people healthy was, you know, you tell them how to lift weights and, you know, run on treadmills and all these different things. And so that's what I want to learn how to do. So that's what I was going to school for. And, um... Basically, I just exhausted my body working out all the time. I was doing kickboxing, jujitsu. Um, I was lifting weights, doing strenuous like power lifting four times a week, and I just got exhausted. And you know, one of the problems in our society today is that you know people are lied to. They think that to get healthy, you can eat whatever you want. You know, you don't have to sleep enough and do all these things. But if you go burn all the calories that you consumed on a treadmill, you know that you're going to, you know, have the energy you need, you're going to be able to rebuild your body. But it's simply not true. You know, I had to discover it the hard way, you know. I just burned my body out, being narcissistic, you know, and just continue to, I was just continuously breaking it down, but not rebuilding it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a very common scenario. A lot of women also do chronic cardio, and they're working out five days a week, and People don't realize they get burnt out, and these professional athletes, they get burnt out. They get adrenal fatigue. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely common, especially in adults. You know, when you look at the hair tests, you know, all these people are going to the gym and doing strenuous exercise, and you look at the hair tests, and like 85% of the people are in some stage of adrenal burnout. It's crazy. Yeah, and just for you listeners who don't aren't aware of this, a nutritional balancing program is based upon a hair mineral analysis. So it tells you um, kind of your stage of stress, your thyroid function, adrenal func- function, and uh, mineral toxicity or heavy metal toxicity in your mineral level. Just FYI, in case you're you're not you didn't know that. So yeah, yeah. so what so my health fell apart. Yeah, you know, and then um, I developed brain fog. Um, I had really bad sensitivity to cold. I was cold all the time. I had no energy to work. And then how I discovered nutritional bouncing, actually, was I started using a um, just a traditional sauna at the gym that I worked at. And I noticed that when I was done with the sauna, it was the best I'd feel all day. My brain fog symptoms would disappear for a while. Um, you know, it just made me feel like the best I would feel all day was after I used the sauna. So I began researching... Um, you know, sauna use in different types of sauna. And then I just happened to come across Dr. Wilson's, um, his article on the near infrared sauna, you know? That's how I found him too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. What is this? I never, you know, nutritional balancing. And uh, after about five minutes of reading it, I was just like blown away by the amount of information that he provides to people and the depth, you know, he wasn't like, because I was doing a lot of research, you know, and on, on health and, like, I'd already begun, to like, to, um, I was already avoiding gluten and not eating dairy. Well, I was eating only raw dairy, and, um, you know, I was eating already really good, 
and all these things, but I was just blown away by the precision and the depth of what he was talking about. You know, the knowledge base is incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and his website is drlwilson.com for you listeners that are interested in researching this nutritional balancing a little bit further. Yeah, I can't recommend to all you out there his website enough. You know, he has about 900 articles on there, you know, about any, you know, any health condition you can imagine and all the, you know, other things. And uh, he's truly a wonderful man. Well, so let's talk about the thyroid. What is the thyroid and what role does it play in the body? Well, the thyroid is a small gland that sits near the Adam's apple, and it is responsible for um, energy production in the body. So Dr. Eck, who was the founder of Nutritional Bouncing, liked to say that the adrenals are kind of like um, the fuel supply of the body, right? So you think of a car, and the adrenals kind of supply the gasoline, and they mix the gasoline with the air, you know, in the right amounts to get the right fuel mixture. And then the thyroid hormones are kind of like the spark plugs. So the thyroid hormones have to be able to enter the cells and ignite the fuel that the adrenal is uh, that the adrenals are providing. So it's part of the energy mechanisms of the body. There's two main energy mechanisms, and those are the adrenals and the thyroid. And these work in tandem together to provide the energy for your metabolism. So thyroid is actually one of the ways we determine the oxidation rate, which is basically the state of the metabolism of the body. You know, it's basically the difference between the adrenal sufficiency and the thyroid sufficiency. So the main thing for the thyroid is producing thyroid hormones, which are for energy production. And that's why you get all those symptoms, you know, low energy, you know, can't lose weight, um, sensitivity to cold, all these different things is because, uh, you know, you just have low energy basically is what it is. Yeah. And so, so exactly what symptoms would one be experiencing if they're hypothyroid or have reduced thyroid function? Um, sensitivity to cold is a common one. Um, you know, just low energy in general, um, having to sleep all the time. Um, like you said, hair falling out is common. Um, you know, all these different things. It's, a lot of it is um, kind of like, uh, you know, adrenals, um, having an adrenal fatigue. Because they kind of go hand in hand. Like one doesn't really burn out with the other burning out, you know. Like, for example, you're never going to really have... Um, you know, low thyroid without being in some stage of adrenal fatigue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've heard that they work in concert. If the adrenals yeah, get exactly. fatigued, then the thyroid has to take over its job, and then it gets it goes kaputs <laughs> at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When the adrenals burn out, the body will naturally uh, boost thyroid output, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of make up for it, like a secondary engine. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, so those are, um, you know, most of the symptoms. Just low energy is the main one. It can be, you know, numerous things, you know, brain fog can be due to it because you have low energy and, you know, energy is common, kind of the common denominator because even if you have like candida or anything and you can't get rid of it, because all these things just mean the body doesn't have enough energy to get rid of these things, you know, your body needs energy to get rid of candida and to digest food. So even like poor digestion can be a symptom of low thyroid or even being depressed because people are depressed because they don't have any energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard high cholesterol can be a symptom too because the thyroid regulates cholesterol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cholesterol, you know, high cholesterol, people don't realize it's just a symptom of stress Mm -hmm. to the body. Now, it doesn't have to be, you know, emotional stress. It can be physical stress too. Yeah, or dietary stress. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, all these different stresses to the body. That's why it's always best to take a systems approach. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because that's, that's one problem that when you go to your physician, they say, oh, you have a thyroid problem. Let's give you thyroid hormones. But it's a systemic problem. And yeah, it's the same, yeah, it's the same thing as if you had, you know, bad pain and they told you to take a bunch of Vicodin. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's what I, I love about nutritional balancing is it addresses the causes of what's actually uh, causing the hypothyroidism or even Hashimoto's, autoimmune, uh, Graves, any health, like thyroid condition is going to improve on a nutritional balancing program. Oh, yes, certainly. Um, you know, you can heal Hashimoto's pretty quickly. You know, um, I had a client who has Hashimoto's and we've been able to reduce her synthroid use significantly already. Um, it's amazing how fast Hashimoto's will heal. Hashimoto's, um, you want to talk about Hashimoto's for a second? Yeah, why not? Um, Hashimoto's is usually an infection of the thyroid, is what it actually is. So technically, it's an autoimmune disorder. So it's where the body, you know, as in most autoimmune conditions, autoimmune just means the immune system is being activated, so the body attacks itself, right? So in the thyroid, there will be an infection in the thyroid, and then the body will attack the thyroid gland, oh. try to get rid of the infection. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, but the body doesn't usually have enough energy to get rid of the infection, you know, so it's just basically attacking the thyroid, and then the thyroid can't produce, you know, enough hormones. Yeah, I remember uh, talking to my old nutritional balancing practitioner, that one that uh, I initially worked with, and she said that um, even long-standing Hashimoto's can be can be healed very relatively quickly in, you know, a few months. Yeah, it's really quickly. It's, it's quicker than other thyroid things. Just because it's, it's infection-based, you know what I mean? You can get rid of the infection pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing. And one of her problems was uh, she was a um, she competitively swam from like age five to a, through college. She swam? Yeah, she, she, she swam mm-hmm. in uh, chlorinated pools. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that people don't realize is all the iodine antagonists. You know, your body, she was, her body absorbed all the chlorine. And it would compete with iodine for absorption. Yeah, I know. People, I, that's one thing I was really surprised about was when I found out, I found nutritional balancing and realized my thyroid wasn't working properly. I was blown away that chlorine, fluoride, and bromine that's found in breads, like a dose softener, is uh, antagonist. It, it you know competes with iodine for thyroid function. Like, so you're, if you have too much of these, these halogens like fluoride and chlorine and bromine, then the iodine can't get in your thyroid to make your thyroid hormones. Yeah, uh, nutritionally-wise, that's actually the biggest problem. Um, You know, the biggest problem isn't actually iodine deficiency. Most people actually get enough iodine. You know, they put it in table salt, and, uh, you know, most people actually get enough iodine. The biggest problem is actually the other halogens, the iodine antagonists. So, you know, there's chlorine in tap water. uh, People swim in chlorinated pools. They give people fluoride tablets. There's fluoride in the water along with the chlorine. Um, there's fluoride in toothpaste. You know, all these different things. They put bromine in. Uh, they use it in the baking process when they bake, like, mass-produced breads and pastries and all these things. They actually mm-hmm. use bromine in it. They used to use iodine, but for some idiotic reason, the government outlawed it and made them use bromine. So now they use, you know, a toxin. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I so, also, every time you take a shower, you're showering yourself in chlorine and fluoride, and it soaks through your skin. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to take a short shower. It's not too much of a problem. Okay. Baths are a bigger problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's really because of these exposures to halogens uh, so frequently that it's one of the reasons it's causing the obesity epidemic. It's absolutely contributing because... We have one in five people are on thyroid medication, so it's not surprising given the fact that we fluoridate our water and it's full of chlorine. I mean, ideally, yeah, it's nice to kill germs, but it has its consequences using the chlorine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there's better ways to clean the water, definitely. Like, they're starting to use more ozone and stuff now, thankfully. Yeah, no, so that's what I like about nutritional balancing is that uh, we have to take kelp. So it's like we have to increase our iodine consumption to factor in the, all these halogens that we're exposed to every day. Yeah, and the iodine antagonist is one of the you know the major things that doctors don't tell you about. You know, most of them are simply not aware of it. You know, and it's the single big, biggest thing in our experience. You know, you have to remove those. You know, and you have to replace it with iodine. You have to get rid of them in the body. Yeah, and the body has mechanisms to do that. You know. The overall goal is to raise the vitality of the body. Your body has mechanisms, you know, to get rid of mercury and copper and all these different things, you know. So same with the, uh, you know, chlorine and all these things. The body has mechanisms to get rid of it. You just have to give it the energy to get rid of these things on its own. Yeah, so that's one cause of hypothyroidism. Um, what are some of the other causes that, uh, you know, cause the thyroid to begin having problems? Um, stress. Um, a lot of, you'll notice that Thyroid issues are much more common in women in our society. Um, you don't find it near as many women with thyroid issues for whatever reason. And, you know, in my experience, it's just the women, um, their bodies just aren't able to handle the stress as well of uh, modern life, you know. They just push themselves so hard. You know, I know so many young women, you know, I have young female friends, and you know, they go to school. So they're going to school full-time, and they work full-time on top of it. And on top of that, they don't sleep enough and they have terrible diets. You know, I know one girl, uh, you know, her lunch will be like a packet of gushers. Yeah. And then she's working, you know, and then she's just working all the time. And then when she's not working, she's in school and she won't sleep for like two days straight. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. really common. We have this go, 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 you know, fast paced yeah. society in the U.S. And it's, you know, it has its consequences. Yeah, so all the stress, you know, it just eventually, it wears out the thyroid, you know, just the same thing with the adrenals. It's eventually, you know, just pushing yourself and pushing yourself will eventually lead to breakdown of the energy mechanisms of the body, you know. And stress takes many forms, you know. It could be emotional stress, you know, if you're not happy in a relationship or something like that. Um, It could be, you know, physical stress, like I said, working too hard, you know, not enough sleep. And it can also be dietary stress, you know. And you, when you're drinking soda, that's stress to your body, you know. That's a poison to your body that your body has to activate its stress response to deal with it, you know. Yeah, the liver has to detox it. So, so stress takes many forms. And um, so that's the biggest factor is just stress on the body. Yeah, and I also love the fact that nutritional balancing um, addresses the excess estrogen. They call it estrogen dominance. Um, that's uh-huh. something I never hear a physician speak about, and I think it's a huge yeah. problem and contributing factor to thyroid issues. Yeah, you have to balance estrogen and you know testosterone and all those things. You know that's one good reason to avoid soy. Is um, soy will make the body produce excess estrogen. Mm-hmm. You know that's one of the reasons why we have everyone avoid soy. Is uh, 
you know, soy has um, something in it that uh, it mimics estrogen. It's like compounds in soy that mimic estrogen. Yeah. A little bit of fermented soy once in a while isn't too bad, you know, like tempeh or something like that. But, you know, a lot of these, like, vegan types, you know, they just consume so much soy. Yeah, that used to be me. <laughs> I think that's yeah. what, um, that was the nail in the coffin for my thyroid. <laughs> was after, yeah, I, after I had yeah, a baby and I, I had I ate a vegan diet, veggie vegan, for about two years. And I ate a lot yeah. of soy during that time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you see all these people, you know, they tell you how you shouldn't eat meat and they eat all the soy and they're lethargic and they're, you know, they have, they have that no muscle mass, you know, especially the men. It's especially hard on men because, you know, men are um, more testosterone orientated. So soy is even worse for men, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 But it's a problem with women, too. You know, women should, no one, eat, no one should eat soy, period. But if you're going to have soy, you know, have it fermented that breaks down a lot of the toxic compounds and only have it you know maybe once in a while it should not be anywhere close to a staple now what about gluten why is gluten a problem well we find that a lot of people do feel better when they eliminate gluten completely at least for a while but we find that the biggest problem is actually wheat like i still eat gluten i eat oatmeal which has gluten in it you know oats barley rye i still eat those things but we find that wheat it's the biggest issue today. Although some people do feel better when they eliminate gluten completely, at least for a while. Because gluten is a hard um, protein that's hard to digest, you know? So if you're, but if your digestion is good, um, and especially as it improves on a program, most people can eat gluten, especially in small amounts, you know? Like, I eat oatmeal every once in a while as a quick breakfast, and I don't have any problems with it. Okay. Yeah, because I've also heard that as far as autoimmune thyroid uh, you know, issues are concerned that when we eat gluten, that the proteins in gluten look exactly like the proteins in the thyroid. So that if you have a, a gluten sensitivity, or a lot of people have an undiagnosed gluten sensitivity they're not aware of, that when we eat that, the body attacks it, but then it also attacks the thyroid because it looks similar to it. Yeah. And usually the, the gluten sensitivity is really what they're saying is just that you have bad digestion. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the same thing with dairy. Like, um, a lot of people can't handle dairy, and a lot of times it's just like the gluten thing or any other um, food intolerance. Like, people even have intolerances to corn, you know, and all these different things. And usually it, it's just, you have to, again, you have to treat the body's a system. It's just bad digestion. You know, the body can, you know, handle some gluten usually as the digestion improves. You know, so gluten sensitivity is really just, in my um, opinion, it's just bad digestion. Yeah, I know. Except in the case of wheat. You know, wheat's not a good food for anyone to consume today. It's yeah. inflammatory. Yeah, I've heard that it has, the wheat that's grown in the U.S. has two to three times the gluten of, say, the wheat that you get in Europe. It's a completely different product. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nutritional balancing, we don't even recommend people eat, you know, any whole grain wheat from anywhere. <laughs> you know, even organic whole grain wheat. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's just been so hybridized. Yeah. That um, not only does it have all the gluten like you were talking about, but it also has like a lot of glutamic acid in it, um, which is an, an inflammatory amino acid. And it really doesn't even resemble the wheat that we used to grow. Like wheat was probably a good food to eat like 100 years ago. You know, people used to live off wheat. Um, it used to be a good food, but it's been so hybridized and modified, and they grow it on, you know, depleted soils and mass amounts. And it, it's just not a good food. 
Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Well, and yeah. another thing I really like about nutritional balancing, because I love it so much, is that a lot of physicians don't talk about toxicity of the thyroid. That one of the reasons it's not working so hot anymore, if you go to your doctor and you are diagnosed with hypothyroidism, is that you know copper and mercury toxicity prevent your thyroid from functioning properly. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so in things like your adrenals and your thyroid and in many mechanisms in your body, your body has all these enzyme binding sites, you know, it's like the energy pathways of the body. And so, for example, in the thyroid, the thyroid needs specific nutrients to produce T4 and to convert T4 to T3, which those are, um, T4 is the thyroid hormone that the thyroid produces, and then it converts it to T3, which is the more active form and that gets converted to cellular level. But the thyroid, you know, it needs nutrients in the enzyme, and it needs um, certain minerals and enzyme binding sites to be able to complete this process. So, for example, selenium is absolutely required for this process. You know, so if you're selenium deficient, you're not gonna be able to produce adequate amounts of the hormones. Your body also needs, you know, other things like manganese and vitamin C for this process. When you're, if your body doesn't get enough of the minerals that it needs and the enzyme binding sites, it will replace them with um, other things. So, you know, if you're not getting enough selenium, it might, you know, accumulate more mercury up than it would otherwise, along with copper. And so copper and mercury will embed themselves in these sites. And then what happens is that, you know, the body can't use the nutrients that it would normally because the copper and mercury are blocking the synthesis of the hormones. So part of the process is you have to get rid of the copper and mercury and replace them with the preferred minerals. You know, you have to replace copper with more, you know, other things like manganese and zinc and stuff. And you have to replace mercury, you know. Yeah, and according to Dr. I thought this was really surprising when I read it, but according to Dr. Wilson, one of the proponents of nutritional balancing is that copper and mercury is pretty much ubiquitous in our society, that almost everyone is copper and mercury toxic. Yes. Everyone is pretty much just copper and mercury toxic. Pretty much all slow oxidizers are copper uh, toxic, and they have biounavailable copper. I mean, anyone with four lows has copper imbalance. Um, yeah, and mercury as well. Um, you can't really avoid it in our society. You can, you know, you can make all, I'm not saying people should make an effort. You should make an effort, and you can avoid most of it. But even people that, you know, don't eat high mercury foods still have a lot of mercury in their bodies. Um, some people get it from their mothers, you know, they get it in utero. Um, you know, it's in, it's just in the air. If you live in the city, you know, and there's smog everywhere, you're going to get some mercury, you know. Yeah, it's from cold burning. So it's just, yeah, exactly. it's in that you just breathe and you get mercury. I get it from sushi. <laughs> I, I have a sushi addiction. So I go, I go once, twice a month. I used to go twice a week. Um, so I, yeah, I'm naughty. Yeah, I always I have mercury on my hair test. <laughs> Yeah, anyone that eats a significant amount of large fish, you know, mercury is going to show up in their hair test at some point. You know, you can guarantee it. I tell you, know, people should avoid tuna like the plague. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, and it's just getting worse. Mm-hmm. You know, the oceans aren't getting any cleaner. The, the problem, as you said, is the coal plants. You know, they're not a... Um, in America, likely, they're forced to put scrubbers on it, which get most of the mercury out. But in India and China, they don't have these regulations that we have... And all that smog goes up in the air, and then it precipitates down to the ocean, you know, and then accumulates. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, so we don't rec- it sucks that we suffer the consequences of their 
you know, a lack of regulation there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we just recommend don't eat large fish. No tuna, no swordfish. Salmon might be okay once a month. Um, the smaller, the better. You know, a very good food that we recommend everyone eats sardines. And one reason why people can eat sardines is because they have a very short life compared to large fish, and they're much lower down the food chain. And, uh, you know, there's studies where they actually studied the mercury content of sardines compared to salmon. They actually found that sardines have a millionth, one millionth as much mercury as salmon. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's a big, big problem. So, yeah, if you want, you know, for your thyroid to function properly and not get mercury in your body, don't eat any large fish. Um, the only fish I recommend people eat are sardines, anchovies, herring, fish like that. Maybe okay. salmon once a month. Preferably don't even eat salmon. Okay. And it, it's unfortunate. You know, there's nothing wrong with salmon inherently. There's nothing wrong with these foods. And obviously if you get, like, salmon from, like, Alaska, you know, like, straight out of the stream... It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to have near as much mercury as, like, fish farmed, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The but wild then, salmon. you know, I'd be careful even then. And so, you know, another common cause of thyroid issues and one that I suffer from is stimulant abuse. That a lot of people are, you know, addicted to coffee and sugar and diet pills and um, even starvation diets. You know, those that can actually be really stimulating um, how do those contribute to thyroid dysfunction? Well, yeah, they're just further deranging the energy mechanisms. You know, we live in a tired society. That's why Starbucks, you know, is so popular. You know, they have huge sections for all the caffeinated drinks, um, you know, Monsters and Red Bulls and all these things. You know, I don't even know so many people my age, you know, they can't function. They can't go to work without, you know, having a huge monster energy drink. And, you know, it's just a short-term answer. You're just stimulating the adrenals, you're stimulating the thyroid. And it's like, you know, the analogy that Dr. Wilson likes to make, it's true, is like, it's just whipping a beat horse, you know. Your body is tired, and you're just whipping it over and over again to try to get a response out of it. And you're just deranging it more and more. So the answer is always to replenish the body and let it rest, you know. That's how you get real energy. And it's unfortunate. You know, we live in a stimulated society, and everyone wants, you know, short-term energy. Yeah, and I think also when people have thyroid issues, and this is certainly true for me, is that they they crave coffee and sugar and, and other stimulants. Even, you know, alcohol can be a stimulant for some. And, um, you know, I know even on this program, by healing myself... I really crave coffee and sugar to give me, you know, a, a fake, a faux energy boost. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge problem, definitely. And it's hard to, uh, it's hard for a lot of people to break themselves of it, you know. Um, I reckon, you know, if you're going to use any stimulant, you know, because in some instances, you know, we're all human and there might be an emergency or you have to work late one night. And, you know, sometimes we have to use, you know, to get through our day or for some reason you have to use a stimulant, you know. And so I recommend if you do have to use a stimulant, you know, a cup of black coffee isn't too bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is some toxicity from coffee. Like there's a little bit of cadmium in it, we find. But we find that there really, it isn't really too bad if you use, um, you know, just a cup of coffee at, and it's, you know, preferably, obviously, you don't put any sugar in it. Okay. You can put cream in it, you know, organic cream would be fine. What about green Probably tea? Be better. 
Green yeah, tea, okay? What's that? Is green tea okay? Yeah, green tea's okay. I wouldn't use it as a crutch, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, if you, but uh, yeah, green tea, I think, I believe, I'm not sure on this, I think it has even less caffeine than coffee, right? Yeah, it does. I'm not sure. Yeah, about yeah. half, about half. Yeah, I would say green tea is okay, too, because tea's not too strong, you know, and it, you know, it, it won't dehydrate you much. Yeah. Well, let's get into some of the mechanisms behind, you know, why exactly someone may be hypothyroid. Because for many, it's not as simple as the thyroid just just stops producing hormones. And that's when you go to your doctor, that's the presumption. You have thyroid issues, here's some synthetic hormones. And it's not that easy. There's many mechanisms that can go wrong, which is why simply supplementing thyroid hormones doesn't work for many. So what are some of these mechanisms? Well, like we talked about um, nutrient deficiencies, people are full of the iodine antagonists that don't let you to absorb any of the iodine. People are iodine deficient. You know, they don't consume enough iodine in the body. They're not getting enough nutrients. Your body needs selenium to produce thyroid hormones. It needs vitamin C. It needs manganese. It needs a lot of different things to produce, um, you know, to produce the hormones in the first place. You know, you have to let your body recover, you know, stress, you know, usually it's of stress, and you know, to the body, eventually the thyroid just wears out. Um, infections, like Hashimoto's we were talking about, takes a role. You know, there's an infection in the thyroid that's causing an autoimmune disorder, and until you get rid of the infection, you know, the Hashimoto's won't go away. Um, and a lot of people overuse, you know, they, they a lot of people abuse Synthroid and the synthetic thyroid hormones. You know, because it's hard to gauge exactly how much you need. That's one thing people don't talk about. Like the doctor would be like, oh, well, are you still tired? Well, you should probably take more Synthroid, you know what I mean? And uh, so a lot of people abuse it. And it's like, you were talking about stimulants. Um, people actually use Synthroid as a stimulant. Yeah, it is very stimulating. I took it for a little while before I, I found nutritional balancing and they're very stimulating. And when you take too much you get like anxiety like you had too much coffee and then it's hard to go to sleep that night yeah. oh yeah yeah a lot of people that use synthroid are actually in fast oxidation and there's no way their body would be in fast oxidation if it weren't for synthroid yeah it's like a toxic form of you know it's like an artificial you know it's like if you're just constantly on a caffeine high causing you to be in fast oxidation you're it's like a constant whipping of the thyroid Pretty, it's pretty dangerous, you know, and the doctors don't know exactly how much you need. They're just guessing. Yeah. People you know, people don't realize. The doctors just are asking, you know, well, are you still tired? Well, let's up your dosage, you know. And then a lot of people, um, just like any prescription, you know, people abuse prescription pills like Vicodin and stuff, but people abuse Synthroid. You know, the doctor can be telling them to take a certain amount, and then they'll just take more, you know, it's like, well, I'm still tired. Eh, what the hell? I'll just, you know, double my dosage. Oh yeah. They don't realize the damage that they're doing to their thyroid. They don't realize the damage they're doing to their body. Yeah. And then they uh, never heal their thyroid. They, you know, they're not addressing the causes like the nutrient deficiencies. And, and there's a lot of people that Synthroid doesn't even work because like me, my thyroid is producing the hormones that are needed. It just wasn't getting into the cells. And yeah, uh, I think yeah. that's kind of what I was trying to get at is what are some of the, the issues that prevent the thyroid hormone from getting into the cells so that it can work and burn your calories? Yeah, yeah. The cells have to be permeable. 
like we were talking about nutrients, not only do the cells need the nutrients to convert it to the more active form inside the cells, you know, but the, the cell walls have to be permeable to the thyroid hormone. You know, they have to be willing to accept it. So that's one thing that the hair test measures that, for instance, a blood test won't, won't, uh, won't measure. So a lot of times people are tired, like you were talking about, and they go to the doctor and they get a thyroid tested. And a lot of times, you know, even if they're tired, the thyroid levels will come back normal. And the doctors will be like, well, your thyroid hormones are normal. And they don't really know what's wrong. But what's happening on the cellular level is that the cells aren't able to receive the thyroid hormone and the problem's at the cellular level. So it doesn't matter how much thyroid hormone your body's producing. If the cells can't receive it and the cells can't utilize it, it's not going to do you any good. You know, yeah, isn't that caused? Isn't that caused by a sodium potassium imbalance? That that has to do with like the os yeah. the osmosis or permeability of your cell or the ability of things to go in and out of your cells. It's called osmosis. Yeah, that's one of it, and then also it's the calcium and potassium ratio because calcium also affects cell permeability. So ten, um, the tendency is the more the higher calcium is, the less permeable the cells are. So, for instance, um, you're familiar with, like, the calcium shell? Yeah. So, um, for the listeners that don't know, the calcium shell is just a really high calcium level on a hair test. And um, the higher the calcium, the less permeable the cells are to the hormones. So that's why Dr. Eck uses the calcium to potassium ratio. Because potassium and uh, calcium at the cellular level are what synthesizes the... uh, the cells to the thyroid hormone. But yeah, the so sodium to potassium ratio also, t- also um, play a role. They both play a role. And then another problem I had was estrogen dominance. Just you can get too much estrogen from like eating soy or using a paraben and phthalate full um, hair products. You can get it from being too overweight because fat produces estrogen. And you can just get uh, eating pesticides. Those are estrogenic. There's all kinds of substances that mimic estrogen. And if you have too much estrogen or xenoestrogens or substances that mimic estrogen, these bind to thyroid hormones and prevent them from getting into the cells. And this yeah, is this plastic, is, yeah, plastics as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the problem is also the water supply. Um, there's a lot of like um, prescription pills and stuff like in the water supply, and they have an estrogenic effect in the body, along with the plastics, you know. Is that one of the reasons that Nutritional Balancing recommends drinking spring water to not well, yeah, use? There's num- there, well, there's numerous reasons why um, we recommend drinking spring water. Um, so, yeah, the only two types of water we recommend people drink are spring water and distilled water. But uh, Or the second best is actually car- carbon-filtered tap water. But people can drink distilled water for a while if they're going through a detox reaction because distilled water will actually help remove things from the body but the problem is it removes other minerals as well so if you use it for more than like a a couple weeks or like a couple months it'll start to deplete the body of all the minerals but yeah spring water is the best um you know it's the cleanest um the brand i use is crystal geyser um that's probably my favorite brand Um, i recommend i think you could like deliver to your house and stuff too but yeah spring the benefits of spring water are multiple um not only is it cleaner People don't realize it actually is a source of minerals. You know, like using sea salt as a source of minerals. There's, you know, there's minerals in spring water when it bubbles out of the earth and goes through the rocks and all the layers of sediment and all these things. Not only is it getting cleaned, but also getting minerals added to it. 
you know. So a lot of people, they, uh, you know, they don't drink the right type of water. You know, water is, should be a, a huge part of your diet, you know, because if you drink crap water, it's like eating crap food. You know, drinking, you know, most city water is like eating McDonald's all the time. It's, it's no different. Your body needs clean water, just like it needs clean and good food. Yeah, and it drives me nuts when I hear people talking about alkaline water, you know, talking about the benefits of alkaline water, because the basis of most alkaline water is reverse osmosis water, and then they add minerals to it, and it's, you know, reverse osmosis water is terrible for you. It doesn't hydrate you. It doesn't get into your cells, which I found when I bought a reverse osmosis water filter. I thought I was doing, you know, myself a huge favor, but I I would drink like 10 glasses a day and still be thirsty, and your body can't detox unless you drink the right kind of water. Yeah, I've experienced the same thing, and uh, a lot of people wonder, like, they don't, they don't, just, they need to, you know, learn the information. The information is hard to come by, you know. Most people don't know the reverse osmosis isn't good to drink, you know, and they wonder, again, like you were wondering, you know, why am I thirsty all the time, and all these different things. Yeah, it was driving me nuts. uh, (laughs) Yeah, reverse osmosis is also very empty, like distilled water, so it'll, it'll leach out minerals as well, you know. Well, let's talk a little bit about a nutritional balancing program. So we've been talking about how the program can address the underlying causes and a hair mineral analysis will give us a different snapshot or a different angle of the thyroid functioning. You know, it does a different angle than your doctor's tests will do, which is an, another angle, a very, you know, insightful angle for many. What, what exactly is a nutritional, nutritional balancing program? For those of the listeners that don't know about it. A nutritional balancing program is a all-encompassing healing program where we use diet, we use nutritional supplements, we use lifestyle, getting enough rest, drinking the right type and the right amount of water, detoxification, and we use all these things. And um, how we gauge what diet you need and how we gauge what supplements you need is through something called hair mineral analysis. Now, hair mineral analysis lets us see the mineral levels of the body at the cellular level. So you can get um, this information from the skin. You know, you, people send in skin samples. You can use your nails. But we use the hair just simply because, you know, it's easy to cut. Um, it grows pretty quickly, so you can get an accurate reading that's um, fairly recent. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pain-free and all these things. But what it's really telling us is just, it's telling us the mineral count at the cellular level. So from that, we can see the oxidation rate, which is the state of the metabolism of the body. Um, we can see the vitality of the body. We can see um, certain psychological things. We can see how adequately you're digesting protein. Um, we can see, like we were talking about, the cell permeability. We can see the effect of the adrenals and the thyroid at the cellular level. We can see how, you know, how well-functioning your adrenals are at what point. We can see heavy metal toxicities. We can see how well your body's eliminating the heavy metals. And so it really gives us a snapshot of the bodily system, you know, of the biochemistry of the body. And then from that test, we can see exactly what you need. You know, we can see how we need to restore your adrenals and your thyroid, if we need to raise your oxidation rate or lower your oxidation rate. Um, you know, we see, um, you know, the protein synthesis, if you need more protein in your diet. And we can also see um, tendencies for lots of things. I like can see tendencies for blood sugar imbalances and diabetes. You can see tendencies for cancer, um, you know, even depression and all these different things. It's really quite amazing what you can see from that properly interpreted hair test. It's quite amazing. 
Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you brought up cancer because I think, you know, anyone who is, you know, has the potential to develop cancer, they have to have basically their minerals be flatlined. You know, so by the time, you know, if you don't have enough minerals in your body, you're yeah. going to get really sick. You're going to have a depressed immune system and that can lead to cancer. So for many people, people that have come into my practice and I've had friends go to, uh, you know, other nutritional balancing practitioners before I got certified and some of them were flatlining all their minerals were really, really low. So it can predict whether or not you're going to get sick with diabetes or or whatnot, you know, it's going to manifest itself in some way, in some disease label at some point. Yeah, it tells us tendencies. It can see, it can tell us how likely you are to have cancer somewhere in your body, or like how likely you are to develop it. You know, it can tell us how likely you are to develop diabetes, or how blood your blood sugar imbalances probably are at that point. Yeah, it tells us tendencies. You know, and there's definitely certain patterns that are more. Um, you know, more cancer oriented, like four lows is the tendency for cancer, which is where all four of the macro minerals are low. Um, that's a one that, you know, can lead to cancer. Um, you know, any poor eliminator patterns. Um, so a poor eliminator pattern is where everyone has the heavy metals in their body today. So everyone has cadmium in their body, everyone has mercury in their body, you know, we know it's there. But what happens is that if it's below a certain threshold, it means the body isn't being able to eliminate it properly. So what happens is the body doesn't have enough vitality to get rid of the heavy metals. So we know they're there, but the body can't eliminate them. So it's just building up in the body. That's a tendency for cancer. Um, any ele- like elevated cadmium, uh, especially on the first hair test, elevated cadmium would be a tendency for cancer. Um, That's what was on my know. first hair test, was elevated cadmium. Oh yeah, I mine was four lows, elevated cadmium with an inverted NAK. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, especially. Cat Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> What's that? So I didn't mean to laugh at your bad first hair test. Yeah, I was joking. <laughs> um, yeah, elevated cadmium, I would say, is the most uh, heavy metal. Probably is most correlated with cancer. Is cadmium, but they all play a role. You know, um, you can have you know cancer is caused by excessive iron or, you know, manganese and all these different things. Um, so, yeah, the poor limiter patterns and also a really high calcium shell could be a tendency for cancer. Um, in general, just, like, the more um, off-balance the test is, you know, the worse the test is, you're going to have more of a tendency for things like cancer. Mm-hmm. Like a really low NAK. So that sodium to potassium ratio is how we determine, like, it's one of the vitality ratios, what we call it. So it's one of those we determine vitality of the body. And a really low ratio like below one like one or below is going to be a tendency for cancer definitely yeah yeah so how does a nutritional balancing program help heal the thyroid exactly well well, first of all you know you have to get more rest so you have to rest more you know that's the thing about nutritional balancing it's very participatory you know you have to rest more you have to you know replenish all the things that the body is missing so we have to we use kelp that's one of the biggest things for the thyroid is we use kelp because kelp supplies iodine. It also supplies all the trace minerals your body needs. Um, you can think of kelp of like bodies. It's almost the body's like multi-mineral supplement, especially just really dense um, supplement that we use that's full of minerals, you know. So 
so that supplies iodine and selenium. Um, it supplies all the other trace minerals that people need. Um, it actually helps remove some of the toxic metals as well. So kelp is hugely important in nutritional balancing for the thyroid. Um, we also supplement extra selenium um, in the metabolic packs. So, for example, we were talking about people have hypothyroidism. So that would be slow oxidation. The slow oxidation is where there's insufficiency in the adrenals and the thyroid. So we're trying to, you know, boost activity of the adrenals and the thyroid. We're trying to supplement them, and we're trying to, you know, get them strong again. So one of the ways we do that is we raise the oxidation rate, and, um, you know, there's selenium in that. So that's very important, along with the rest, you know, drinking the right amount of water. Um, we have to get rid of the antagonists. We have to remove them from the body. Um, like I said earlier, the body will do this on its own. Um, you know, the body has energy mechanisms to do this once you give it enough energy and the minerals it needs. But you can definitely speed up the process. Um, we recommend a near-infrared sauna, which, you know, will definitely speed up the removal of the iodine antagonists. Um, you know, I know many people that they use the near-infrared sauna and they will smell chlorine, you know, multiple times in the sauna. They'll just be sitting in the sauna and they can just smell the chlorine coming out of their pores. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, very common. Um, so we want to speed up the process. Um, we also use coffee enemas. That speeds up the process as well. You know, sometimes people can detox like 50 times faster when they use these methods combined with it, you know. So yeah, we always recommend, also, although they're not a completely necessary part of the program, we always recommend people do those because it'll definitely always speed up the detox process, which will help the thyroid and help remove those antagonists. So, yeah, it'll also help remove mercury. You can remove mercury through the skin. So the sauna helps with removing mercury and copper. You know, you'll sweat out the copper. Uh, we also have to get the copper and zinc in balance. So we have to, um, you know, get rid of excess bioavailable copper, and we have to replenish it with zinc because zinc and the copper balance are very important in the body. And if your body has excess copper, it, it usually means it's zinc deficient and vice versa because the two kind of antagonize each other in the body. And so we have to get rid of the copper, replace it with the zinc, and we also have to get the body bioavailable copper. Because a lot of the problems with people is they actually have bioavailable copper where they're copper toxic, but they still don't have enough copper because they have the wrong forms of copper. Because minerals come in different forms. Like there's different forms of iron and manganese, um, like iron oxides, for example. These are um, different forms of the minerals that have uh, different charges in the valence electrons. And your body will actually absorb these when it doesn't have enough of the kind that it prefers. So your body prefers you know, a certain type of copper, but you're not getting enough, so it'll continue to absorb the wrong type of copper. And you have to get those out you know, replace them with the right kinds from foods. You know, so the diet's huge. So, you know, not only do we use kelp and, you know, the metabolic packs and all these different things, but you have to be getting enough minerals from the diet. So we like people to eat tons of cooked vegetables because that's the best way to get minerals from your diet. We like about 70% cooked vegetables, preferably. Um, we also like to, um, certain foods that are high in a bioavailable form of selenium. Because so we were talking about how selenium, besides iodine, selenium is the single most important mineral in your body for your thyroid. So it's important that not only we're supplying 
selenium, but you're also getting up with the diet. And um, selenium is one of those minerals that um, it has a, a certain bioavailable form that it's very better absorbed through food. That's one of the major reasons why we recommend blue corn and sardines so much. It's because those two foods have the specific type of selenium that the body can absorb easily. So we always recommend the developmental foods. Um, garlic always has quite a bit of selenium as well. Root vegetables have quite a bit of selenium. And like I said, blue corn and um, sardines. Um, any fish, so it's actually found mostly in the skin of fish. So that's why we like sardines, because it still has the skin in it. Selenium is what gives the shimmer to the scales in fish, you know, the other shimmery. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's actually selenium. I actually eat my sardines with blue corn chips. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll I get, get double dose. Of, yeah, that'll get you a lot of bioavailable selenium. So yeah, that's actually why we recommend those foods specifically. It's mostly because of that selenium that you get from them. And so yeah, we gotta replenish your selenium, which is, like I said, one of the most important ones of iodine. You know, and then you gotta drink, we recommend uh, three quarts of spring water. You gotta drink all that water to help flush the toxins out. You know, that will help. And like I said, one of the most important things is rest. You know, you gotta rest. You gotta let your body recuperate. You know, and it's, it's hard. It's hard for a lot of people. It's hard when you're raising kids and you gotta work full time and you're always busy, busy, busy. It's hard to get enough rest, you know. That's one of the biggest issues for a lot of people. Yeah, when I first started the nutritional balancing program, I read that they want you to sleep nine to ten hours a night, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm gonna sleep my life away. If I sleep nine to ten hours a night, I've always I thought I was really doing great, you know, sleeping seven hours a night. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, when I started, I was in four lows, and I was sleeping uh, 11, 12 hours a night oftentimes. Wow, that's great. And I also found, you know, before I started the program, I had a lot of trouble sleeping. Um, I had, for years, woke up every night in the middle of the night and was up for an hour or two. And once I started taking the calcium, and it's in the correct form, you know, the minerals need to be in a chelated form, uh, which a lot of people are taking the wrong forms of calcium. But once I started taking the calcium magnesium supplement, instantly I'm sleep- I was, I've been sleeping through the night ever since. Oh, yeah. People are amazed. You know, people that are having trouble sleeping. Um, you know, just my friends, you know, I have friends and uh, family members that aren't really interested in going on a full program, you know. And they're having trouble sleeping. And uh, I'll just tell them to take zinc, chelated zinc and a chelated calmag before bed. And they're amazed by how well they sleep. Yeah. Yeah, it relaxes you so much. It's amazing because there's been times, you know, I'll take two or three of the calcium sometimes if I'm really stressed one day and you just sleep like a baby. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing people, you know, they don't know. um, So a lot of people have trouble sleeping. They're like, how am I going to rest to support my thyroid when I can't sleep? Well, nutritional balancing, you know, takes care of that. So we supply the CalMag, you know, the calcium and magnesium that you need, and we supply the zinc, you know, because most people can't sleep because they're low in the sedative minerals. Um, zinc and calcium and magnesium and all these different minerals that our bodies are so lacking in today actually help calm the nervous system. You know, and then all of a sudden, your nervous system has, you know, the zinc that it needs and it has the calcium like you're talking about, and it's just like, oh, I can rest, you know. Yeah, I was amazed. I was so relieved because, you know, I just got really, and I hear this from all my clients too, they just get 
so sick of not being able to sleep through the night. And it's they don't need sleeping pills. They just need calcium yeah, yeah. magnesium. Yeah, people that, like I said, I, I have people that aren't on a program. They're just my friends, and I tell them to take these things. And they're amazed. Like, they're on sleeping pills and stuff. And, like, they, they tell me I'm crazy. I'm like, just try it, all right? Before bed, just take one CalMag, <laughs> take a thing. I swear you'll sleep good. They're like, and they're like, and yeah, they'll sleep like 12 hours. And they'll be like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's exactly they're, my experience. Yeah, they're more power. In my experience, they're more powerful than sleeping medication. Yeah, they are because the minerals, uh, the calcium, magnesium was what your body uses to relax. The, the they're the relaxing yeah. minerals, so that's what you need to relax. Yeah, yeah. So nutritional balancing will help you relax too. If, if you know, a lot of people are worried about not being able to sleep. Definitely will help. Helps almost automatically, you know. Well, Luke, I have one question that I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Um, I would say prenatal care. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the children are in bad shape today. And it's, uh, you know, you see some of these hair tests on children, and, you know, it isn't, you know, it's fairly common to see children in the adrenal burnout at age two. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, why and is this happening? Why, why are the children in adrenal burnout? Uh, it's mostly the mothers. Um, any nutrition deficiencies and toxicities pass right from the ch- from the mother to the child. So if the mother is mercury toxic, the child will be born mercury toxic. If you know the mother doesn't have enough zinc, the child won't get enough zinc. Um, copper toxicity, all these things pass right to the child. And uh, so it's it's very important that we get young women healthy. So if anyone's actually interested, I offer a fifty percent discount on uh, either mothers that are pregnant or children under age uh, 10. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah, it it is really a big problem because uh, I think it's one of the reasons why we have such a high rate of autism and learning disabilities and so many oh, yeah. children are born with uh, on the autism spectrum disorder because like for yeah. my daughter, I, I was aluminum toxic, I found, and uh, when I, you know, at some point in my hair test, I had tons and tons of aluminum coming out. My daughter's aluminum toxic. Lo and behold, I was zinc deficient. My daughter's zinc deficient. And that's why, as many of the listeners know, my daughter uh, has mild autism and a speech delay. And it was caused by those two, the combination of those two things. And I believe also, you know, getting a couple of vaccines uh, was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, you know, yeah. injecting that toxicity into her body, uh, mercury and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that our children are in a, a lot of danger of future generations because our soils are so deficient in nutrients, and we're becoming more and more toxic from uh, corporate dumping yeah. and manufacturing. Yeah. yeah, that's the single most important and power. That's the single most powerful aspect of the traditional bouncing is we can make sure you have much healthier babies. Okay, yeah. so if, it, you know, if there's any young women out there and they're going to get pregnant or they are pregnant or even if they're breastfeeding, you know, and they want to have the best milk possible, you know, contact a practitioner because it's the best thing, it's the best head start you can do for a child. That's the single most powerful aspect of nutritional balancing is we can help the next generation, you know. Because we were talking about, like, we were talking about the autism and stuff, you know. A lot of those, most of those kids have the poor eliminator patterns. You know, they can't eliminate the heavy metals. That's a 
four loads is common in, in uh, children with autism as well. Um, you know, it's bad situation. And so that's the most single powerful thing, you know, the sooner we get to the mother, because, you know, we're just not taught that in our society. Um, if a woman smokes cigarettes for 30 years, we teach her that you can smoke cigarettes for 30 years. But then if you quit, right when you get pregnant, your child is going to be okay. That's just 100% not true. You know? Yeah. All those things stay in the body and will be passed on to the child. Um, this is true with anything. You know, we have, we put, we put millions of young women on antidepressants. Um, you know, doctors let young women go on antidepressants while they're pregnant and they continue on it while they're breastfeeding. Um, it's just, it's craziness, you know? Yeah, I actually so we have to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a client that is, uh, she started a nutritional balancing program and then she became pregnant and I'm so excited because her child is, has such a wonderful opportunity to benefit from all the minerals that she's taking. She obviously can't do the sauna while she's pregnant because it heats your body up too much, but I'm really excited for her that her child, she'll have a much, much healthier pregnancy and healthier child as a result of being on the program. Oh, yeah, anytime I hear about a child, I get, you know, I get excited, you know, because the, the children that go on these programs, you know, they leave the other children in the dust. People are amazed by the effect it has on ADD and all these different things and autism. Um, you know, the sooner you can get to them, the better, because children heal a lot quicker, you know, because children are naturally, you know, healthier than adults. So if you get them to when you're young, if we can get to all the children, you know, pregnant mothers, you know, then we get them when they're young, you know, they don't have to deal with the things that adults you know, in today's world have to deal with. Yeah, they don't have as much toxicity to uh, to detox. I know my daughter, I have her on the program. And and... It's not just that, you know, it's also brain development. Yeah. Most of the kids today, are, all the kids today are zinc deficient, so their brains aren't developing to their full potential. Um, you know, they're not going to, you know, be athletic as they could be. Um, and all the children that go on our program, you know, they leave other children in the dust scholastically, um, you know, in athletics and all these different things, you know, because the kids today are all so deficient and toxic. They just leave these kids in the dust. Yeah, I know. When I, I first started my daughter on the program about four months ago, and at that point she entered preschool and, you know, she wasn't really talking a whole lot. She was taking, you know, saying one words or maybe two word sentences and four months later on the program, I mean, she was in a, a really good preschool as well, but she's talking in full sentences now. She's uh, yeah. totally communicating. It's like night and day. And it was, of course, it's because of the program and the zinc she's getting because she was zinc deficient. So I, I'm just, yeah, all I can say is I'm thrilled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people that find the program for their young children, are, you know, they notice a difference and they, they get so excited. And they're so glad. You know, hopefully, you know, eventually we can get every woman, if we could just get every woman in the world on one of these programs, you know, the world would be a much, much better place. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. We have to have goals, lofty goals. So yeah. Yeah. can you, um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about you and where they can find you? Um, they can visit my website at interbalance.net. So that's inter, like internet, I-N-T-E-R, then balance.net. Um, and then all my contact information is on there. People can email me. Or, um, they can also call me and leave a message if I don't pick up. Um, I do free 10-minute consultations. So anyone that wants to um, do a free consultation, we can talk for a while and just talk about your problems and what I can offer you and other things. 
Um, I also have a, uh, I have a YouTube channel. If I type in nutritional bouncing on YouTube, I'm on the first page. I think you're on the first page too. There's not many of us doing YouTube videos. No. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Wendy has some uh, YouTube video too. Um, just type in nutritional bouncing and you'll see my videos. Or you can type in interbounce. Or you, there's actually a link to my YouTube from my from my uh, from my website. Um, yeah, so people can check those things out. There's also a newsletter I have. People can sign up for. And yeah, you know, do yourself a favor. If it's not with me. At least with Wendy or someone else, you know. Yeah, and if you if you guys are looking for a practitioner, you can also go on drlwilson.com and find a list of practitioners. They're all over the world. All, lots yep. of practitioners out there. Yeah, the work is spreading. Yes, so. it is. The word is spreading. Uh, well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show, Luke. I'm, I'm thrilled that you agreed to come on and help people to navigate the myths and issues surrounding the thyroid because I'm so tired of hearing thyroid shows claiming to, you know, talking about natural thyroid hormone and whatnot, because it's just, it pains me to see so many people taking thyroid hormones when their thyroids just continue to deteriorate, forcing them to take more and more medication. And, uh, you know, there is another way. So thank you for, you know, taking the time to come on the show and shed some light on this issue. Yeah, it was great talking to you. I hope all your listeners, you know, got something out of it. And, uh, you know, we can heal their thyroids. Yeah, and if any of you listeners want to try a nutritional balancing program, uh, you can contact Luke Pryor at his website, interbalance.net, or me on liveto110.com. Either of us can put you on a nutritional balancing program and heal your thyroid once and for all and get it working again, how it's supposed to be working like when you were young. And so just to be clear, a nutritional balancing program not only heals or targets the thyroid, but it heals your entire body and the thyroid in the process. So it can really be explained simply by giving your body exactly what it needs nutritionally, which is usually minerals you know, and detoxing the body so that the body itself can heal itself of most ailments. That's it, everyone. That's the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me, Wendy Myers, at livetoone110.com. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at I Will Live to 110. And don't forget to watch Modern Paleo Cooking on my YouTube channel at Wendy Live to 110. You can also just type in Wendy Myers or Live to 110 and find me in the search. And again, please go give me a review in iTunes. I would appreciate it so much. That's the show, everyone. See you next time.